Yeah, welcome to this episode of Setting Side Ecstatic. Um, just a just a quick uh, housekeeping matters. Um, the show was great. Uh, afterwards, Olivia got to meet Skylar Aston, which was very exciting for her. That is a that is a, a famous actor. He was in Pitch Perfect one and two, and he's in a bunch of of theater things. And we saw him in Little Shop of Horrors, Fun. and it was great. And he laughed at my jokes, and he was very much a normal human being. <laughs> Which was great. And his co-star, who was a understudy for the female lead, was also great. They were both lovely, which was great. It was perfect. Amazing. It was great. I love that for both of you. We waited in line for like 45, well, not in line, in a crowd for like 45 minutes. And it was hot. And I was a little on the irritated side, but it worked out great. It worked oh, out great. That's Well, good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm sure we're all glad to hear it. Yeah. If you want to... Well, Olivia's profile is private, just kidding, but she got pictures with him. Um, and then <laughs> some more housekeeping matters. I got a flat file, as you recommended last time. Oh, you did? So I went on a full-blown hunt for a flat file, which Stop. is actually really hard <gasps> to find. It, they're harder than you think. And, yeah. Yep. They're super popular among <laughs> all of the artists. And why I yeah because they're great right why I don't like I never understood that but so there was that um, but I finally found one I'm picking it up on Saturday I have to drive an hour away and I'm spending 150 <gasps> bucks on it but it's an old rust it's an old rusted one I'm gonna put a sweet sweet wood top on top of it I think and uh, I think I'm gonna paint it I have some purple paint left over from the rocket ship first batch of paint that was bad paint like it didn't match the color scheme okay. I wanted but so now I have this big thing okay. of purple paint and I'm like let's do purple and white. I'll put, there you put go. like a big kapow, kapow on the side with like a with like some puzzle pieces around it, I think would be cool. Um I think it's gonna be a cool color scheme. I'm excited about it. Yeah, you have you have some big plans for it, and I love that. And I I'm do. sure we can't wait to tag along when you uh do this on your next live. That's exactly what's gonna happen. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to editing the the cabinet. We'll see how it goes. I don't I don't really know how um sanding and painting a metal thing is gonna go but we're here for it i'm excited about it i'm excited for you i'm <laughs> sure i'll join for the ride at some point well and we'll be talking about it we'll need live updates regular updates regular updates and i'll probably try and film like a time lapse because i'm terrible about filming time lapses when i build or destroy things in general <gasps> speaking of friends i emailed like 21 companies mm -hmm. from puzzles to get different like puzzles to do reviews so far one has responded, which is very exciting. I'm getting a puzzle shipped to me from one company. I'm going to film a review, and we're really excited about it. Is it only one out of 21 companies? Yes, but we are better than zero. So <laughs> that's great. It's great. Christine has been so excited to tell you guys. It has been... <laughs> genuinely a moment it's been a week it's been it's been a wonderful week for you wait i don't know when they got back to you but i'm so excited i can't wait for this puzzle review. just a couple of days and it's a female-owned company and the co-owner slash co-founder <gasps> is the one who got back to me directly which was kind of wholesome and um and i posted on a forum about jigsaw puzzles to ask what people who are into jigsaw puzzling want to hear from a review i'm like what do you guys care about like puzzle quality how good they snap together and, and people had a lot to say, like way more than I expected. People were like, I care about the quality of the snap. I, I care it. about the back. I care about the quality of the image. I care about what comes in the box with the image. I care about how much puzzle mm. dust there is. And I was like, whoa. Do they care about the box? Is the yep, box they care about the box. They care about how mm. high of quality the box 
uh, art is, if there's any like labels that are in the way of the image. So the image is distorted on the box. Like there's a lot of things. Mm, that's rough. How good the cut is. So if you open the box and you have a lot of pieces that are still together because they didn't get cut all the way, like how good. Oh, yeah. Like if you have a bunch of repeating pieces, they're like, that's no bueno. We don't like that. Um <laughs> Wow, I was gonna say watch some YouTube reviews, but damn, they really told you, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, no, they came, they came, they came to brunch. Um, <laughs> oh no, but they, uh, they were like, yeah, and it's a big deal if like, like how thick the pieces are. They're like thin pieces, trash. Thick quality, we like quality pieces. That's why like people love the wooden puzzles because they're like a, a more quality piece. Anyway, this is all to say that puzzle enthusiasts don't care about cost or where they can get it because they'll spend through the nose to buy whatever. Because I was like, oh, I think, you know, the things that people care about are going to be like cost and and like, you know, location-wise, like US only, Canada only, you know, there's a lot of um, Asian-based puzzles. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They were like, no, honestly, I don't care where I have to get it or how much I have to pay for it. If it's a good puzzle, I'm paying for it. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> righty then. I didn't realize that puzzle enthusiasts were so enthusiastic. 100%. That's, I love it. Yep. So... <laughs> That's my spiel about my puzzling journey. Do you have any house cleaning updates? How are you feeling? Better than last time? <laughs> I mean, we're listen, we're here for your puzzle journey. I'm excited. I can't wait. Did you get it already? I can't wait to see what the image is and how many pieces it is. It's called Lazy Sunday. It's 500 pieces and it is a... Oh, is that a lot? Well, 500 is what I have to practice with because the individual competitions are 500 pieces. Oh, okay. Right. I forgot you were doing that part. Right, right, right. Yep. So right now I'm like doing 300s, 100s, 200s just to like get used to doing a lot of puzzles and then I'm gluing those and keeping those mm -hmm. as like, you know, artwork pieces to work on later. The 500 mm -hmm. piece puzzles I'm saving to do timed, um, timed competition, you know, practice with. Okay. I so it's called Lazy Sunday. It's called Lazy Sunday, and it has um, ice cream scoops. Oh, that's adorable! <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. That's it's, very it's cute. It's normally like a $35 puzzle um, that I'm getting for the free with a shout out, and I'm I'm working on getting with their affiliate Love program that. too, so I can I can pedal my puzzles and I can be a puzzle peddler. <laughs> God, you love alliteration, huh? Dude, so well, much. I'm sure nothing would make you happier than suggesting puzzles to people. So I, I feel like that's a good path for you to, to go. I'm really excited about it. And I, I've i been thinking about like what to call these art installation piece things I make. They're not installations. I'm not installing them anyway. These art pieces that I end up trying to make. Okay. I've been trying to think yeah. of things to call them. And I've I've become, I've gotten stuck on ka-puzzles. So... <laughs> Um, I feel like that's probably a winner. If it's not, you know, trademarked already, grab it. I was like, honestly, if I open a shop for these things, I'm going to call it Kapow's Kapuzzles. And that's just, that's it. <laughs> We're done. I'm literally, I'm going to paint it on the side of this, of this flat file. That's fine. When I we love paint it. it, it's going to say Kapow's Kapuzzles and there's going to be puzzle pieces and, and, and comic book alliteration. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Illustration, not alliteration. <laughs> you know what I mean? And alliteration. And alliteration. Too. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> that's amazing. That was a big old update about puzzles. <laughs> Christine has a current hyperfixation in case anyone it's would so like bad. to know. It's so bad. Is it? It is. Yeah. I've been trying to But think it's of... fun when you're in it. Yeah, it's always hyperfixations are always fun when you're in it. I've been trying to think of ways to like just quit all my jobs and do it full time. <laughs> I wish I was a better 
artist and I could just that. sell my artwork as puzzle designs. I wish I could do that for the rest of my life. I wish I had the drawing ability to do that. I wish I had even the photography skills, truthfully, to do that because people go out and they take, you know, snaps all the time and then they send them out and like they sell off these images to different manufacturers. And I'm just, I'm not that talented in that way, but God, would I love to to make a way to make puzzles somewhat more profitable so that I don't have to keep working in medicine forever. Uh, maybe the affiliate link is a good place to start. 100%. 100%. It's the best place to start. Best place to start. So That's your foot in the door for sure. That's the foot in the door for sure. I'm also, I have to, I, this is not podcast related, but I have to show you Harriet right now because she's such a ham. <laughs> is she into something I can take a drink? Can you what s- is she doing? She's sleeping in the window. Hey, what are you doing? Look at how oh. sweet she is. She's just staring at me. Look at her sleeping. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, sweet. She tried to murder you. Yeah, well, she's yeah. thinking about murdering you. No, she's 100% thinking about murdering me. Anyway, now that all the housekeeping <laughs> is done, we're done hamming over Harriet the cat. Yeah. What's the word of the week? Brand. Well, this whole oh. thing has been on brand for us. So. Oh, damn. <laughs> brand. Brand is the word. All right. Do you want to start? I can start. <laughs> um, Obviously, brands make me think of brand deals and a potential avenue of revenue that doesn't involve taking care of patients. And, and, also, brands make me think of corporate greed and like down with Jeff Bezos and <laughs> agreed and just, you know, capitalism and how toxic that's been. And and that spirals me into being a workaholic and thinking about how we've turned even just this whole conversation about my trying to make puzzles more um, more profitable. We've turned everything into like this hustle culture of like this grind, this grind culture of like we need to grind to make more, to feel more comfortable, to do what we want and to get some work-life balance involved. Yeah. I mean, I hear you there a hundred percent, the hustle culture and you know, it's expensive to be an American. So, and we're not, paid appropriately so like a lot of people can't not also hustle right i'm i'm currently at ne- in negotiations at my full-time job and i've gotten to the this really healthy point now where it's like oh no either we get what we want or i'm just gonna walk i was like i i work enough other jobs i can make it work yeah and i also have this like fearlessness of like you know what, if I'm forced out of the door, if I if I really feel like I'm in a position where I'm like, all right, let's flip the table, let's walk out, it'll just be yeah. my way of forcing myself into doing creative things full time more. Yeah. But I think it's a really healthy place to be, a place where you don't feel so attached to your job that if you were to lose it tomorrow, you are seven ways fucked, right? Like that's, it's very freeing for me. I don't know. I think that's very, <clears throat> I think that's very freeing for a lot of people. And probably more so the American dream than anything else is to be able to not have to, like, feel like you're a slave to your boss, you know, to be able to be like, uh, yeah, I'm going on vacation. So see you guys next week or whatever. And not even think about it. Like, that seems to me like the ideal or working for yourself in a way that also you're not uh poor for most of it (laughs) right it's that it's that uh work to live not live to work mentality right like 
Right. Yeah. That was much better. Were you coloring just now? Um, I'm trying to take notes so I don't forget everything that's in this episode as soon as we're, it's over <laughs> for writing the description. Nice. So um, as a little, it's a little BTS for you guys, a little behind the scenes. Maggie <laughs> writes our copy because she's much better at describing things than I am. Because I would otherwise just give you a play-by-play of the entire thing. Uh, and she's much better at that. Which some of them have been for a little bit because I am I was bad at getting those too. But yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where these show up. Spotify, I think. They show up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you consume podcast content. <laughs> You're welcome for plugging my, my <laughs> our podcast on the podcast. Uh, in case you guys weren't aware. Right, right. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm taking notes this time. I try really hard, but you guys... It's tough. It's tough. Do you have anything else about brands? That isn't a very good one. Um, I mean, I feel like that one ends up kind of being a depressing one. But no, my mindset was sort of in the same space. Like, I work on brands and I've always worked like with brands. And so that's kind of my whole like career life. So I think that's why when you said it, I was like, ugh. I don't want to talk about this. This just feels like me talking about my job. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I think overall, like, we're all getting to a place where we just feel like brands are like blah. And like nobody trusts a brand, you know? And like, this is why this is why influencer culture took off and is continuing to be like a resource for people because like people don't trust brands. They're shady. They don't do what they say they're going to do. So, but even. Even that they're trying to taint, right? Like, did you hear about like Kyle Schmeely, like Mealy on Wheels or whatever? Kyle Schmeely, Mealy? No. So Kyle Schmeely, I think is his actual name, is a content creator. I don't know if he started on YouTube or on TikTok, but I saw all the stuff on TikTok. And he like faked that he went to this get and go and made a cutout of himself as like a promo and snuck it into this get and go like he was a, a, a vendor. So it's this huge like cutout okay. of this guy. And it's like, it acts like he like wrote reviews for his fake product on this thing. So it was like rated best gas station food by gas stations of America or whatever. Like, <laughs> like it was, it was funny. And of course they think like the way he pitches I'm obsessed it. with that. I love no, that. Yeah. The way he pitches it is like, it's this organic thing, right? Like he literally just woke up one day and said, I thought it would be funny to be a cutout in a get and go and did it. Or it was like, I'm sorry, it was a come and go and a come and go and just did it, which like he sold it this way. And then come and go acted like they reached out to him in partnership with Red Bull to be like, we're going to offer a $5 Kyle Schmeely Mealy, which is a slice of pizza, two slices of pizza and a Red Bull. Like the Red Bull's in the middle of these two slices of pizza or something like that for five bucks. And then like $2 of that goes to feeding hunger, like feeding American hunger, like US hunger company or whatever. All seemed super wholesome, super organic. Then he starts making merchandise where he's like also donating to um, uh, No Kid Goes Hungry or something like that along those lines with these t-shirts that are like cartoonish and whatever. Like it was all great. And then it comes out that Come and Go approached him and like they planned this whole thing from the beginning. And it was like, y'all faked like red bull had no idea right so red bull just came in on it and they were like yeah let's do this thing but they had colluded sounds good yeah right like we'll do this organic marketing thing whatever 
And then he had to like have this super cringy apology video where he had to be like, no, this was organic, guys. Like I I pitched this to them. And it's like, well, that's not organic because you pitched it and they approved it before you even did it. Like that's not that's not what you sold here, bro. Right. That's not what you sold here, dude. And there was people driving from hundreds of miles away to this one come and go to take a picture with this one cutout. Like it worked. They drove business there. (laughs) But like dude it was so wild and i'm like but so a lot of people felt very rightly so like hoodwinked by this guy because like he sold this organic and i i unfollowed him over it like i had followed him was like dude this is hilarious he's feeding kids like that's awesome and then i was like if you would have been up front with it and you were like me and come and go partnered to do this funny thing fine yeah but like yeah you try to like get away with it it just it felt very gross so even even brands are trying to ruin the creator aspect of things or like yeah, let's make a deal. Well, let's not tell anybody we're making a deal. Yeah. And like, realistically, um, there are laws governing advertising and people don't realize this. And brands, some brands don't realize this because I made a TikTok about this because I'm like so annoyed with this freaking industry because brands, big companies will hire like someone straight out of school no experience to run social media because they're young and they're like, okay, well we need ads. So you need to come up with ads for us. Absolutely. No idea that there are legal implications Yeah, that you are advertising. Yeah. You have to be super careful. What the, it's so frustrating. And so then like stuff like this happens and it's like, yeah, it puts a bad taste, especially in influencers mouths. But like, if you're an influencer and a brand ever asks you like, oh, but don't say this is an ad. Don't yeah just don't don't do that that's not the move absolutely don't do that also look up the laws for advertising in your state and advertising in their industry make sure they're not having you do something that could get your instagram or tiktok or whatever taken down ridiculous stuff like i work with influencers and and some of them are brand new to it and i'm just like here's a contract. This is what a contract should look like. Look out for your content. Make sure they can't keep it forever. Make sure that they can't use it in ads. Like protect yourselves. A little behind the scenes on my end too. I'm super picky about who I work with because I refuse to give up my face and my stuff for in perpetuity. I just simply refuse. I won't do it. Yeah. It's in so many contracts. Yeah. The the company I did the bone conduction headphone thing with, they ended up not protecting me when my videos got stolen. Um, they ended up mm-hmm. not caring at all. And because of how crappy their response was, I removed my review of their product. I removed their affiliate link from my profile. And I said, forget it. You don't get my business anymore. Like, I don't, I don't care how good your product is. If you're not going to defend me or even act like you care to defend me, like, see it, dude. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, I always like, I, this is why I don't like any of these like apps or services or whatever. They're like, sign up and we'll get you jobs. Like people, companies that actually will give a shit about you, they will build a relationship with you in advance. When I pick influencers, I am all over their page for months, months. I'm DMing them. I'm sharing their stuff to story. I'm we're like this by the time I'm like, listen, I'd love to talk to you. Right. Like this is, it should be a sales job. Like I'm recruiting you. Right. Or It's like basically a recruiting job. I'm recruiting you because you make good content. I know that people are going to love it. And I know that it's going to do really, really well for me. We need to work together. Like 
those are the brands that you should really look out for. I mean, like you can probably make easy money doing like dumb stuff, but like, is that really what you want your account to be? Not you, but like generally you, you know what I I'm mean? I'm going to, I'm going to call out a company by name. And I think it's because they are the biggest, guiltiest human beings of this. The coldest <laughs> water bottle. When I was first getting big on TikTok, got a hold of me. Okay. They offered me a water bottle, which fine. And like, 180 bucks for 15 posts on my TikTok page. 15 posts. Now, we've talked about how absolutely insane that is and how I shouldn't have never done it and I never did, thank God. But fast forward, and, it, and, the, and the water bottle had to be front and center. You can talk about whatever you wanted, but mm-hmm. the, the, it just had to be in the frame. And we all know my content mm-hmm. is not that. I have right. since seen people post with this fucking water bottle front and center 40 times yep and i'm like homie be better like i know why you did this i know you're hurting but i promise yeah though right though like times are tough i'm not judging anybody like get your bag however you want but like if you are working at it you're working your ass off and you know that you are the shit you know that what you're putting out there is good charge right for it and make sure you know what to charge for it because companies will try to take advantage of you left and right and you're going to be excited because of course you are free shit and like i get to work with a brand i'm getting paid for this that's awesome like tiktok pays me you know three cents every four weeks so like (laughs) it's whatever so like i get it but it's like at some point you really have to sit down and be like okay am i gonna make 20 videos for $500 or am I going to make two videos for two grand? I would just like to put the creator fund into perspective for some folks. I had a video reach over a million views and have a bunch of interactions in June. I cashed out $53 for the month of June. Kind of love TikTok. <laughs> yeah. What a lot of you don't know is that the creator fund does not get bigger. More people get into it, but it does not get bigger. It is one pile of money. And so the more people that are in it, the less there is to be shared. And hence... Unless you're clearing tens of millions on every single one, you're not clearing big money. But for all of our other non-creator listeners, the next word is bear. <laughs> um, bear. We could have continued with brand. We could have, but we were we were hyper specific about the fact that you are in marketing and I am a creator, and that seems to alienate a lot of our fan base. True. That is very true. But anyway, interesting for some people. BTS. Moving on. Bears. Bear. And it's spelled like, I almost said rar and bears don't rar, but it's it's spelled um... like grizzly bear, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like rar. A bear that rar. I mean, oh God. <laughs> oh, I hope you don't cut that part out. Anyway, oh, um, I'll it keep spells it like how? Like rar. <laughs> That's another BTS. Christina's been doing some heavy production on the back end. So initially when we started doing this, I wasn't editing any of it. Now I go through and I edit out like, you know, when me and Maggie are talking over each other and I say a lot of verbal cues like, yeah, and whatever. And so I'm, I'm editing a lot of that extra um, annoying stuff out as well as adjusting our volume quality, which is why it's some weeks it's lower, some weeks it's higher because I'm still trying to figure out the best version <laughs> of of turning up and turning down. <gasps> Today, me and Maggie found out how we can hear ourselves in our headphones through the microphone. It's fascinating. Yeah, we were actually pretty excited about that. But, you know, 
This is a very behind the scenes episode. It really is. It really is. I was really excited about it though. Like me and Olivia made eye contact and she was like, yeah, it's awesome. Yay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're figuring it out. We so are. Surely. We're getting there. I have so much cord. I know there's so much cord. Now. So bears um, exist in Western Massachusetts where I work. Uh, so there are stories of, right. There are stories of people encountering bears on their drives home especially because more people that I work with work or live further west than I do. I live in obviously in Boston metro area, so it's east of where I work. I don't run in a lot of bears, um, but a lot of them do want. <laughs> you laughing? I said bears. You said it. Yeah. I don't run into a lot of bears, but when I do. Like, was it necessary? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Okay, keep going. Wait, wait. <clears throat> Let me really try. Hang on, hang on. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't. Uh, no, no. <laughs> shh, shh. Do you guys know? Do you know Sam Elliott, the guy who's like the voice of like Ford and GMC and Chevy? That guy, you know. Sure. Where he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not by name, but you apparently do. When I drive a truck, I drive a Ford. You know that guy? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, so, Sam Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> Can't even take myself seriously. Hmm. I don't see bears often, but when I do, I t- no, I tell them to get out of the way. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, well, we have to keep it because Liv is laughing in the background. <laughs> oh god! All right. Should that be the title of this episode? <laughs> Maybe. I'm so sorry to anyone who hates impressions and or accents. I'm awful with them and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we find it very entertaining. So, Oh, <laughs> boy. I don't even know what that is. It's like a it's like a wannabe Southern, but isn't. I don't know. It's like the Marble Marlboro Man. Marble. I don't know. The Marlboro Man. Marlboro is a hard <laughs> word for me. You know, my dad, he smokes. Same. He smoked Marlboro cigarillos. That was his go-to cigarette. They're like mini cigars. They ca- they carry them like soft packs. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never seen those. That's <laughs> that's an interesting memory to share. My father will live and die by the fact that he made those popular. Like he. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. My father is convinced he was the man to put those fucking cigarillos on the map. So he's like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah. So when cigarettes were first getting expensive, you know, like I noticed these little cigarellos were a little cheaper. He's like, so I started buying those and smoking those, and they're filtered and they're pretty good, you know, whatever. He's like, you know, they were like two dollars a pack when the regular cigarettes were up to like three fifty. And he's like, I had, I had the in. And then some young guys noticed that I was doing it. My dad's not super old. He's like mid sixties. And he's like, he's like, you know, these younger guys noticed that I was doing it, and then they started doing it. And this was back when he was like, in his twenties. I'm like, who was younger than you, father? But okay. <laughs> and so he's like convinced. And he's like, and then these started skyrocketing like everything else. Blah, blah, blah. And now he vapes. So there's that. <laughs> oh, that was an interesting end to that story. That was not where I was expecting it to go. Yeah. It comes up all the time. Okay. Uh, my father all the time. Uh, the the cigarellos? Yeah. Because I'll be like, how's vaping, dad? Because I'm like, you should quit smoking altogether. And he's like, hey, they're better than the Marlboros. And then he'll be like, you know, I'm the one who made those popular every time. Yeah, you know, I'm the one who made those popular. Okay, dad, thank you. Let him live. I mean, let him have his small joys, okay? There's another fun father story. 
he's convinced that Santana, the guitarist, Mm -hmm. serenaded his wife at a concert. Okay, where in the concert were they located? They were located, it was in Vegas. They were located a few rows back from the front. (laughs) And my dad is like, he made strong eye contact. My stepmother's name is Marcy. Strong eye contact with Marcy. And he played the hell out of that guitar. He He was serenading her. And she like buys in too. And he just like, he sells the story every time, every time. And I'm like, you know what, dad? He did. He did do that. He did do that, sir. I believe Right? Like, look, as long as you're not hurting anybody, let them have their small joys. Like, you know? I get my, I get my charisma from my father. We tell stories almost identically and he's, he's who I get it from. So I'm not surprised at all that he sold that story the way he did. (laughs) That was a very cute story about your dad. He's a very nice man. Very nice man. We love him. So bears, somehow bears got us to cigarillos. Um, Bears just make me think of bear spray and being terrified. I have no idea what to do if I'm hiking and a bear comes up and tries to eat me. Absolutely no idea. I've been told to lay down on the ground. I've been told to spray bear spray and run. I've been, I don't, I would rather not be near bears, I think is the moral of this. I think the true answer is act bigger because you're never going to outrun a grizzly. I'm pretty sure a grizzly can run like 60 miles an hour or something crazy. It's fast. I have to, I'm sorry. Real That's time, why you need the bear spray. Real time fact checking. I actually don't know if bear spray actually works or not. Grizzly bear I, land speed. If. You're in the mountains, they'll swear by it. 35 but... miles an hour. Holy mother of Moses. Okay, so like a, a Vespa. Can you outrun a Vespa? Because my fat ass can't. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's why you need the bear spray, right? You spray and then run. Otherwise, you have no shot. Okay, hold up. We gotta... Boop, time. <laughs> so you're saying I have to be close enough that the spray is going to project far enough to hit the bear... And then I have to turn around. I feel like if I'm within spraying distance, I'm already over. It's already game over. I'm, I'm eating. I'm eating, not eating. I'm not eating the bear. He's eating me. You um, should probably be walking prepared if you're walking somewhere that there will be bears from what I've been told. And then it's like a very, it's not like a pepper spray. It's like a, like a canister. Whole, it's a giant can. Right. Um, and it's like a cloud. So you really want to run away from that area as soon as possible because it is like way worse than any pepper spray or anything like that for us. So you really are kind of like spraying and running and drop the can and run. I So I, I appreciate that. I swear <laughs> to God, if I were to do this, it would 100% be in the wind and I would eat all <laughs> like i just know that on a visceral level um you're yeah you okay well then let's hope you never encounter bears i don't know i don't know what to tell you it sounds like there's black bears around you which seem i think are normally pretty harmless from what i've been told are they harmless? yeah that's why like people go to the smoky mountains and stuff to like see them literally like cars like oh did you guys they're up in the trees because they oh. climb trees i don't know if you know that Um, oh my god just keep adding all the reasons why bears are terrifying oh their claws are you know three feet long perfect (laughs) oh they climb trees great oh they run the speed of a vespa awesome this is all such good things 
this is why I'm saying the only thing that I think of when I think of bears is bear spray and like how I need to protect myself because like if I'm if I'm in a building and there's a grizzly in sight cool I'm staying indoors but like black bear okay as long as mom's not around I think like and we don't like make any sudden movements and just let them pass it's like fine I don't know but people are okay with seeing black bears they're smaller also. But yes, they climb trees, which I think is terrifying because you could be hiking and there could be one above you. That That's a whole new terrifying thing I didn't think of. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome for, thank, thank you for the that. nightmares. <laughs> what I was originally going to say is I don't know why I just thought of this hilarious like cartoon-esque image of like you and a black bear at like the water cooler in an office and then the grizzly walks into the room and you both just walk out. <laughs> like you guys are like, oh, this fucking guy. Is it it's like uh anyway yeah <laughs> right like, right like i just imagine you and this black bear like literally holding like little those little cone cups just drinking water and then oh my god and then griswold the grizzly walks in with like a tie on like a long like a long pencil tie like dwight and he's like why is there this a whole story <laughs> and then he's like sup guys and you look at each other that's one panel and then the next panel is you looking at him, and the next panel after that is you two looking at each other, and then the panel after that is your backs towards the door. And he's just standing there like a sad the- grizzly. The grizzly's sad. He's heartbroken. He's heartbroken that he can't have friends, but he can't have friends because he's seven foot tall and would murder them. So and he's vicious. He's vicious. He's vicious. He's, he's vicious. mean. Yeah. I I, hope, I would really love for somebody who's talented and listening to draw that out. <laughs> I wish I was a cartoonist. I really do. Some days I'm like, you know, making funny cartoons would be would be great. Would be great. It's never too late. It's never too late. Start taking a drawing class. That can be your new hyperfixation. What is that song? You know, it's never too late. <laughs> that one's gonna bother me because, like, it sounds familiar, but also, what the fuck are you saying? Dude, I think it's JoJo. I think JoJo sings Never Too Late. I think that's the Never Too Late song by JoJo. Never Too Late. JoJo. Is it JoJo? Oh, Too Little Too Late. Ooh. Oh. That's right. That's okay, right. Okay, yeah. Now, now that makes sense. It was never, it was never too late. It was actually, it was never, never too late. It was always too little too late or too late. Yeah, whatever. There's a lot of lates there. It's a JoJo song. My bad. On that note. I've- um... <laughs> Everyone run and go listen to it. Right now. JoJo's great. <laughs> it's a good one. So is JoJo Siwa. We all, we love her new haircut. Really embracing all those things. We love that. We love that. We do. We do. Also, my laptop is dying. So. On that note. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, you're welcome. Thanks, for all of the behind the scenes content. We talked about bears. We talked about <laughs> color schemes. We talked about puzzles. And um, Christine had a faux Southern accent in there in the middle. So. <laughs> don't forget about the cigarellos the cigarellos the cigarellos my dad's a vapor my dad's a god dang vapor <laughs> so many of us are so don't well judge. the fda is finally banning jewels which should have happened forever ago and i hope that they ban the forever rest of ago. the gross terribly for you designed vaping pods that aren't regulated and aren't safe I think vaping has a place in the world. I think vaping has a place in the world in a safe way. And we shouldn't be huffing carcinogens and food dyes, friends. We shouldn't. Agreed. Yeah. I took care of a kid not that long ago with like a a true popcorn lung secondary to like a whole bunch of vaping. And he's going to have a really tough road moving on. Yeah. He's only like 18 or 19 and he's going to have permanent lung damage forever. And it's kind of terrifying. So on that note, please don't do that. 
and we love you. We're going to call this one the nightmare episode. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> Night, whatever it is for you. It's the hashtag nightmare fuel. Anyway, bye. Bye.